welcome in to the Lizenby Lodge Podcast, baby. It is time for episode seven, man. We were talking a little bit before, but didn't have a whole lot of time to really jump into it. But who should we name episode seven after here at the Lizenby Lodge Podcast? Anything. What you got? You're My, looking at me crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Miami, Ohio, Ben Roethlisberger. That's who, okay, so you throw you on a little Steelers, Nick Beanie, and all of a sudden, <laughs> forget Aaron Rodgers. I know yeah. he's number 12, but let me go to my next favorite quarterback, Big Ben, the Bumblebee rocking, or the Bumblebee jersey rocking mother sucker. Uh, yes. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying no to you. We all agree. I don't. I don't have the final say, so. But what about Mike Vick? Oh, yeah, Virginia Tech would be nice, too. Virginia Tech, Mike Vick, I'm cool with that. There's John Elway, too. <laughs> what, you, what you saying? What so you you're saying? saying Big Ben over John Elway? Absolutely. Oh, what do you no. mean? Why? Oh, no. Why? Let's get Crazy. into this. We might not even need to cover any topics today. What's up? Let's hear it. I'm Let's hear it. You, well, talent-wise, man... John Elway is overrated talent-wise. Talent from talent-wise standpoint, you're overrated. You got five seasons where you threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And that's all it is. Innovation. Quarterbacks are getting better. Innovation. And his innovation, no. Mm-mm. How many rings does Elway have? Because I'm not privy to that. Yeah, three. Three, three rings, Terry, and he's not great, do you? I mean, Elway was but, one but, of my childhood. See, that's what I'm saying. Rings are a team effort. Right, like, but, I'm looking at that. But you said Shannon Sharp. Who else? Shannon what? Sharp, oh, Terrell, Terrell Davis. Davis. Terrell Davis. Now, y'all remember when it used to be the salute off the helmet? I can remember being in Awanas and just copying their touchdown celebration. Terrell Davis every time. He was one of my favorite running backs growing up. John Elway was one of my favorite quarterbacks. Big Ben's story career. Hell of a job. But he had a lot of talent around him. Let's not he forget did. about those he defenses, did. too. He yeah. did. I love that trio. I love the trio with him. What is it? Central Michigan, Antonio Brown. Uh, what is it? Michigan State, uh, Le'Veon Bell. I think I, I think I think I put my finger on why Terry don't like John Elway. They, he, he beat the pack. In the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that happened, too. That happened, too. <laughs> That's I'm cool with that. Is. But I'm cool with that. No, no. And then I'm the cool second with favorite that. team is the Steelers. Yeah, so yeah that is true. That is true. You. How do you pick a, two teams with very similar color bases? Or colorways? Yeah. Mm. Green and yellow, black and yellow. Two ugly You make songs about it. <laughs> you got, you got Wiz Khalifa and that's, with black and, and yellow. That's the, and, and that's the crazy part. Because Aaron Rodgers, in his Super Bowl, he beat the Steelers. So, I mean, that's the crazy part. But I just something about the Steelers, man. I love it. I is love that, that you, trio. Is that when you decided that the Steelers were going to be your second favorite team was when the Packers were playing the Steelers in the Super Bowl? At one point, Le'Veon Bell was like my favorite running back. At one point, Antonio Brown was my favorite receiver. What did you used to, what'd you used to say when you was playing with the Steelers on Madden? Uh, you don't remember? You got it. I'll do it. Le'Veon! Yeah, I did do that! <laughs> Antonio! Yeah, I did it! <laughs> Those are great no offensive talents, man. I had to. All right, so out of the three, Barlow, who you go? Vic, Roethlisberger, Elway. I think Elway's the greatest, but Vic would be my favorite. Yeah, but for the episode. For the episode, for uh, what? Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I would go with Vic. Yeah, Vic. Let's for just make me, it is Vic it's because Vic. I'm going Vic, yeah. too. It's, I think it's, it's a more undeniable. controversial yeah. answer because some people be like, oh, but the dogs. Oh, but the comeback. Yeah. How about that? Why are we going to worry about what someone does when they do it? Everybody messes up, yeah. but let them redeem themselves. And Absolutely. I think that Mike Vick has done a wonderful job at redeeming himself. I'm not excusing the crime committed. That was terrible what he did to I would dogs. almost say he broke the barrier where... It was okay for quarterbacks to run like they do nowadays. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think that he made he it ran more so popular much, and more like, prevalent. But there, there was other quarter. I mean, he made it really popular. He made it cool in the sense. I guess other like, quarterbacks kind of it doing a it a little bit before him. I would say that really the birth of mobile quarterbacks, in my opinion, would would probably be Virginia Randall. Tech. 
No, oh, Randall nah. Cunningham. Oh, Randall, oh, mm. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham had an underrated arm also. I want to speak about Randall Cunningham's arm talent. It was beautiful. Was it him? Vic had a strong it arm, a too. He uh, had strong, but it was, it was as it was accuracy accurate, compared right. to Cunningham. But he, Vic he probably had one that, of the nicest Yeah, he would bullets. sling that. Yeah. Vic had one of the nicest Straight bullets up. in the game. Oh, absolutely. And Vic might be the Madden GOAT. Mm. As far as playing on Madden, I do remember. Vic might be the go. Two thousand four when he made that come. He was OP. Absolutely yeah, was. <laughs> Just like if you got Lamar Jackson nowadays, you what already was it, know. Was it Madden two thousand four? Four. Yeah, two thousand four. And that's yeah. when they. That's the first year that they had the QB vision, right? Yeah. No, that was the one with uh, John Elway on the cover. I think. No. No. It wasn't that was Vic. Elway ain't never been. Michael Vick was on yes, four. Two thousand four was Michael Vick on a Madden on. game. I'll show you. Two thousand four was <laughs> Michael Vick, my guy. You said Elway was two thousand four. No, I'm not saying he's two thousand four. I'm saying the, the QB the vision. Oh, I got you. No, there's no way. I don't. I don't think, remember that. I don't think that Elway's ever been on a Madden cover. Oh nine. That's oh, Brett no. Favre, fool. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm thinking Brett Favre the whole time. Damn. We're talking Elway. Okay, yeah. So it's solidified. Episode 7 is coming at you, known as Mike Vick. Wow. All right, so here's what we got going on today. Do you think Jameis Winston can become an NFL starter again. And let's just add a little bit more to that, like a relevant NFL starter. Can his name get 75% to the level as it was when he was at Florida State, especially in that 2013 year? Then we're going to talk about the the entertainment bouts, if you will. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I want to call them fights, but Jake Paul, Ben Askren, some of the other things going on around with Jake Paul, what's his next fight going to be, and then let's get into some real fighting with UFC 261. It's going to be three title fights. The main oh, yeah. event is going to be Usman versus Masvidal. There's going to be two other title fights in the women's uh, divisions, and you're also going to have Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman. going to be some great stuff there. Then it's time for another edition of Terry Talk. I'm excited about this one, man. This one's got some personal things in it, and it's also... Got things that could keep your house safe. Yes. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, and then Dalton brought up something that we were going to talk about last week. We didn't have time to get into it. One thing that you could bring back if you went into a time machine. One thing, though. It has to be a thing. And without further ado, this would not be possible without the Lizenby Law Squad. So... I am David Hayes. Dalton Coke. Terry Ross. Juice hey. Man. Hey, it's Barlow. How y'all feeling? And we're missing the Al Dente Alabamian yeah. Alex Hayes today. Uh, he said he wasn't feeling very good, and we're not trying to be feeling very bad, so we just kind of all made yes. our way with it that he should take the day off, get to feeling 100%, and go make that money tomorrow. So let's jump right into it. Do you think... Jameis has got some more in the tank. Do you think we'll see his his name relevant again as a starter in the National Football League? I'm surrounded right now, listeners, by Florida State fans. Surrounded by them. So I'm really intrigued to see what kind of answers we're going to get out of this. I don't even want to say it, right? Take I'll say it. You, you go ahead. All right, I'll say it. I, I'm, a, I'm a Florida State fan, but I wasn't necessarily too much of a Jameis Winston fan. <laughs> he got us yeah. the two, the two, you know, the the, the balls and yeah. did his thing. But <clears throat> outside of that, <clears throat> in the NFL, I don't, I don't see him doing much more. If he stays with the Saints and they don't draft a quarterback, they might start him. Just that have a shit year and then get a high draft pick next year and take a quarterback then. That's my take on it. Terry, what you thinking? And then, like, my opinion is Jameis is not, FSU is not that thing in 
the pros as he was in college. And I think I agree with Dalton that they're going to go ahead and take a high pick on a quarterback next year. Or they may pick a quarterback this year if they got a high enough pick. I agree. I think they'll take a pick probably either way or a quarterback with their pick in the next few years. But, yeah, I just don't see him being not – Not 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 that like, he was. I think this is his best shot. And if it does happen, I think it'll be with the Saints. But I don't I don't see I feel like almost in great. his college years, I hate uh, – I'm going to get in trouble, but whatever. He almost got lucky on a lot of stuff. He was surrounded by good teams. Johnny Manziel got lucky. Great well, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Manziel again. Every lucky. episode, yeah. this guy comes he, up. He was clutch, <laughs> but that was a great. Team. Calvin Benjamin did his thing. Yeah. Then we had badass running backs like Calvin Cook, Davin Cook, yeah, yeah. and uh, damn, what was James it? Wilder Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We had we had Jalen Ramsey, had. but I mean Jalen Ramsey, okay, but outside, I mean. Outside of really that, nice Jalen Ramsey, Dalvin Cook, Jameis Winston. Larry Izzo, the tight end. Don't forget about him. <laughs> we Ooh. had big plays everywhere. Like remember, remember that game we had uh, Kermit with Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, In college they did their thing, but I'm saying translation over to uh, pro. I think, so uh, really, Jalen, Dalvin Cooks did his thing, but been hampered by injuries, and Jameis Winston. I, you know, but really, you look at the numbers, and it's not terrible. It's just that one year that he really gets called out for for throwing so many interceptions, and he was always he, a little too close with the interceptions to touchdown ratio. But he broke a good record that year too, didn't he? For yards or touchdowns, one or the other, he broke a record. That was it a franchise record or was it a league record though? I want to say I want to say it was a franchise record for yards, but. He was 33 touchdowns, 30 uh, interceptions that year. And he's pretty close to being like like a 87 um, quarterback rating for his career, which isn't terrible, it's but terrible. it's not what you're really exactly. looking for. But me being the only non-Florida State fan in here, I, I do think that... I think that we're rushing quarterbacks a little bit too much in the NFL to be great, but there's so much talent out there that you possibly... Innovation... Can, Quarterbacks are getting better. Well, yeah, no doubt, but y'all gonna they gonna miss Purdue. They gonna miss Drew Brees. They gonna oh, miss absolutely. Purdue. I'm not even <laughs> saying that it's gonna be. I, I'm not even saying that the Saints is gonna be Jameis Winston's destination. I like his drive. I like a lot of things about Jameis Winston. Honestly, just how he's he went from being at the top to not being at the top when he got into the NFL and never really made it to the top, but the grind stays the same from him. I love that about him. I don't know which direction that the Saints are going to go because I know that Taysom Hill probably <coughs> knows the the uh, playbook a little bit better than what Jameis Winston might. Who knows, though, until we get into preseason and stuff like that and actually get a first-hand look at these guys. True. Mm -hmm. So I do have faith that Jameis Winston can become a relevant starter in the NFL. Look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. For the first oh, half man. of his career, you did not know who he was <laughs> until... I mean, you knew who he was as a journeyman. Yeah. But he was a guy who stepped in for your starting quarterback. And he's played that role. But when he's gotten starts, he's excelled later on into his career, right? And I'm not saying at all that I think Jameis Winston will be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Jameis Winston could be more than what Ryan Fitzpatrick was. Okay. But look at him the year that he took over for Jameis down in Tampa Bay when he started the first four games, and he was like the top quarterback in fantasy right then. Yeah, I remember mm -hmm. that. I think Jameis <clears throat> has got not only the, the God-given talent, I think that he's got the cerebralness needed the cerebral cerebral capability needed to be a good quarterback i think that he's got the perseverance that it takes the how many times can you be pushed down told no and still bounce up a lot of quarterbacks that were getting okay. compared with Taysom hill to be a quarterback probably would have been like okay where can i go next to play mm. you know what i'm saying because it's like if you got me third string behind Taysom, what am i even doing here but i think Honestly, if we're talking about quarterbacks, Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than what Taysom Hill yes, is. I oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> and then some of these and young guys coming in, would you rather take a chance on Jameis Winston or, I, and it's, 
with Jameis is going to be oh year by year thing until he does prove himself again, right? But we don't know what Justin Fields is going to bring to the NFL. Mac Jones, we don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to pan out. Right. Zach Wilson, everybody's all over him. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand I, why. And I'm then he's like, going to go yeah. to the Jets. And y'all think he's going to turn the Jets around? Sam Darnold was a hell of a better quarterback than what Zach Wilson yeah. is. Watch, watch <laughs> Sam Darnold rebound this year at the Panthers. I think he's going to have a great rebound. He's got Robbie Anderson back over well, there. Uh, and you could say the same thing about Matthew Stafford. Like, what's he going to do? I, yeah, think, I, I think George is going to rebound. No, he has, but his teams that he's been around are like. Well, Detroit Lions, and that's a, that's enough. That's all you got to say. Enough said, <laughs> Detroit Lions. But to what you was, they have the 28th pick, so I don't know what much ta- how much talent will be left for New Orleans to pick up, so. I don't think that the Saints are going quarterback, no. regardless of because they they they've got Taysom Hill, they've got Jameis Winston, you've got two yeah. quarterbacks right there. You know yeah, what I mean? Not this year. Worst case scenario, like we said, they're just going to ride it out. And so I'm the only one in this room that really thinks that Jameis Winston. Can I'd get like back to see. To I'd like to of see. Of course, him, you would like but to. As a I fan. don't. And sometimes no. after a player has failed, like you being a fan of Florida mm. State or me being a fan of Alabama, and after a player has failed for Alabama, it's like. I'm not going to sit here and put myself out on front street and be like, well, because I'm an Alabama fan and I'm missing my two front teeth, that dude's going to be the best damn thing you ever did done seen. It ain't going to happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Most, most people are going to be like, well, I'm not trying to sit here and just be the stupid one. But the only player that comes off hand for me with Alabama is Trent Richardson. Come like on, he, Eddie Lacy. He, I mean, Eddie I Lacy. I feel like he... He started out great, yeah, and then the it was a weight issue. Yeah, he yeah. got big, and but then the thing is, we never know. <laughs> we never know about like, and this is the truest thing, though, bro. We never know what's going on in the personal lives mm-hmm. of professional athletes, and like the professional too. athletes of the last five, seven, maybe ten years. Aren't, and, and you guys hear this every day from every um, major sports outlet, major sports news outlet. They're under a microscope, man. The mm-hmm. scrutiny, the the level of scrutiny for these guys is a world away from. Like even MJ has said, like I would, I don't know if I could deal with what LeBron has to go through. Oh man, think about I'm it. Still... You got you got your personal life, you know, like. Family, bills, all of that good stuff like wrapped up. Then you've got your professional life, and now they've got a third life that they've got to deal with. And social media. Idiots, calling ourselves idiots, if you will, thinking that they actually know better. Now, here's the flip side of that coin. Without these idiots, without us idiots, no one buys your jersey. There's no reason for you to even be playing a game because we won't come see it. Right, and the part, of, yeah, and the reason most people listen to sports media is because you can't, like, I can't keep up with everything. So I'll just, you know, watch Steve and Shannon and yeah. you kind of get the recap. And you feel better about yourself. Yeah, right. Day, you right? feel like, like you, you know, know a little more. bit more about what's you know going more. on in the sports world. Especially because I'm the biggest, like, basketball is my biggest thing, but you can't watch every game. Every no, night. there's can't. so many so, games. Yeah, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. It's, it's tough, man. I would hate to be a professional athlete. I, I would hate to be someone who's just kind of in the spotlight. I'm more of a preserved, private person, keep my stuff off. Of, I mean, I'm on social media, yeah, but I do a lot more commenting, sharing, rather yeah. than like, my girlfriend said something very hurtful to me today, guys. Oh, Please pray that, for me. Or what, you know what I'm hey, saying? Those like, are the funniest. <laughs> pray for me posts. I'm like, like, man, the, I know When you see that, I'm like, bullshit. this is a clown. Yeah, I, I immediately I'm, think I, that. I'm mixed like, on the pray for me so, or pray for me or whatever post. Because like, oh, I no, feel no, like no, that's, that's another way to generate prayer. But... Like, and I, I'm bad about this myself or whatever, but, like, I'll comment on there, like, praying for you or whatever. And it's, like, Did you? better than doing <laughs> it. No, and I do. Yeah, Most okay. of the time, but am I sitting here saying that I do it 80% of the time? Right. To be honest, no. But you think God's up there, like, I seen that Facebook prayer you got right there, buddy. Like, I'm going to count that as a re- No, yeah. like, 
And yeah. it's hard to pray for somebody when you don't know the yeah. exact situation. I, I, I disagree there, though, like, because you could be because God knows them, right? And so if you're seeing their name, I mean, you could honestly, when you're saying a prayer, just be like, God, pray for everybody yeah. in this world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've done that mean, before, absolutely. Right. I, mean, I mean, those don't bother me as much there, as though. the whole putting your look Facebook at us, though. We're, or your, yeah, but your look. Look, uh, relationship on Front Street, like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, your relationship on Front Street? When they're like, oh, I'm single, or something. I just like, pray I get Single, and then, like, yeah. two days later, they're, like, right ne- back together. Yeah, it's like, like mm. had the best day of my life with my love of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're, you're not relevant. Part. Like, all right, whatever. Hey, the love of his life last night was a totally different girl you was talking about. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Exactly. <laughs> don't prayers anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, here, I'm returning them. No, let us stop. That's a rabbit hole there, too. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. These fights that I've been seeing from Triller lately. I I did get into the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. Feature, yeah, I love because that. At, was the fight good? It, no. No. But Maybe the best fight of the night of the n- night that it was fighting or whatever, sure. But it was the nostalgia purpose, and I'm watching 50 year olds fight. Yeah. I don't really expect the world out of these but guys. But it almost you know takes you back. Like, you exactly, know, that's what I'm saying. Dope. The nostalgia yes. of it. Yeah. But when I'm seeing guys who are trying to claim or, or are professional boxers by way of LLC or whatever yeah. it may be, if you're trying to prove yourself, why are you proving yourself? And I never saw the first YouTube fight. I didn't either. Whoever he fought, I don't he, know well, who's he fought name. somebody, but you're probably talking about KSI was yeah. the leader one. That's the other YouTuber though. He's no, not that's a fighter neither. No. Then he fights mm. five foot what five five foot eight Nate Robinson, which was crazy because he did better than fucking Ben Askren. Time wise, yes, Damn. but Time I mean, wise. come on, like I the reason why is because Nate Robinson wasn't punching. Nate Robinson was swimming in midair. Yeah, but at least he was throwing some shit. Ben Askren was coming. I in still with think, the damn. but yeah. I'm still gonna sit here and say <laughs> he like, ducked Ben one. Askren came what? out and said like, no, I didn't. I mean, yes, I took the fight for money, but I didn't just throw the fight. I just I didn't just mm. lay down on the fight. But I still think, if you're training, you got to be in better shape than what you came into that ring in. I still think that, yeah, you did just do it for the, not even, I'm not going to say that you didn't train for the fight. But I am going to say that from the get, when Ben Askren's hand touched the pen, inked it the paper, he knew in his head, and Jake Paul knew in his head, the fight wasn't going more than one round. Ben Askren was laying down. Both guys get a nice payday. But Ben Askren yes. does not need a career rejuvenation or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's done no. as it is. He and was done before it. that yeah. fight, essentially, right? Agreed. Jake Paul is the guy who needs eyes on him. Mm-hmm. And so all this stuff, talk about Daniel Cormier and Nate Diaz. That's the stupidest thing Nate Diaz ever. would beat them. Thank oh, you. I'm oh. telling you. Yes. Yes. He don't I want, want those problems. Fight. He really don't. Could, he don't want one, them. If I could pick one for him to fight, it'd be Diaz. Nate's a boxer. Of them. Like, a splendid boxer. I know, but he ain't going to fight him in the MMA. He's gonna, he, it has to go to the because boxing Because that ring. punch is not knocking Nate Diaz out. No, no. Oh, no. Nate Diaz ain't never been but KO'd. Diaz, really? Never. That's Damn. a lose-lose fight for Nate Diaz. It is. Yeah, we was talking about this the other day. Depending on how much money that fight would generate now. Nate Diaz can go get so right. much more money from UFC and being the third fight. He probably on made so much off the fucking McGregor fight. Now. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. He's well. I mean, you still got to regenerate your money and everything. But it's like, if you were to get in the ring and beat Jake Paul, it's like okay, like you did what you were supposed to do, and you didn't yeah. even probably make much over a million. If he loses. Then anything that he had lined up for the UFC, it's done. And yeah, paying pretty much. Yeah. But I would just like for him to fight someone that can bring He's him back to. down. Just fight an up just and bring, coming boxer. I just, I, like you agree, up and coming. Yeah, like, agree. Just a box. The guy that fought, he was in. He had all pink on. I don't know his name. Uh, Fournier. Fight that guy. He's like a billionaire or something like that. He was throwing hands. Ooh. He wants the dude. Uh, What's his name? Dustin. Uh, Dustin Poirier. Dennis. Oh, 
Or Dylan Dance. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Dance. That's okay. who I was talking but, about earlier. But he's but on he that fights, bullshit too. Like I think Jake I, would knock Dylan Dennis out. I think he Hold would. Hold on, I got maybe we're not talking about the same person. Hey. Uh, I just want him to fight someone that's at his level. His age in a sense too. Like yes. you're fighting 40, 50 year old the only men. Reason like, I don't think it was staged. If you listen to uh Jake Paul's Jake Paul's brothers podcast, like they had uh Ben Astrid on. And they've been talking a lot of shit about him. Like, mm. they've been selling out before the fight and after the fight. So, I, I don't know. I think there was, like, a real beef there. But I don't, you can't I don't think first it glance was... it didn't look like it, though. Like, when you're sitting there watching, like, damn, so. this shit's... I didn't think so. I thought he really like, called he him really knocked one. out like that? Terry, you think it was fake, or you think he really called him with one in the first round? I think he I called thought... him with one. I think he called him with I one, think but he I thought that... Him. <laughs> I mean, but Ben was just, wallet, but I think no, Ben was, something was staged. Okay, I I'm mean, not even gonna you. say that it was necessarily staged, but it it seemed like Ben was just okay, cool, like got my Fight's money, I'm out the way, like that home. could be true. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just like I don't, what's the point? What what goes up for me if I win? Like, am I about to go? Yeah, I'm not a boxer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I mean, UFC fighter, wrestler, basically retired, but still under contract with the UFC. Yeah. He might have been tired after all them damn performances. I mean, shit. You had like five hours worth. That's the one thing I did not No, I was not a fan of that. Bro, way too much music. I was not a fan of the whole Triller pay-per-view. And and I Mm -hmm. know they're just getting started, but it's like, I I get that people at the event would not mind hearing music in between. I would rather hear people talking about what could happen. Sorry, my pen just dropped there. He's Um, got a good UFC record, though, don't he? Besides the rest, decent. He's like, had he's had mm-hmm. some. I think two pretty crazy knockouts. So yeah, you know. the, yeah. But he was always a grappler, even in the USC, huh? Exactly. Or UFC. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, so UFC coming up this weekend, Full House, I believe, in Jacksonville. Oh yeah, that's gonna be UFC nice. two sixty one, three title fights. Gonna be uh, the main event is gonna be Kamara Usman. Versus Ooh. Jorge Masvidal, the second fight. Um, you're gonna have two other title fights by uh, two different weight divisions in the women's division, and then you're gonna have you're gonna have more fights than this, obviously. But I'm just so excited about Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. Yeah, that's okay. a rematch yes. over ten years. So you ago. got two, at least two rematches on this card because mm-hmm. Kamar Usman Masvidal. Yeah. That's a re- rematch. Does Masvidal got a chance in this fight? I got Usman. Yeah, just because... That's why I'm even asking. I didn't even uh, ask who you got in the fight. Does Masvidal got a chance? I mean, I'll throw some money. Masvidal won the first one, right? By stomping on his feet the whole time. (laughs) But yeah. But he did did say, man, he's going to baptize him in a violent way. (laughs) I want to see more of a fight. Last time it was a grappling match, and he just literally just... Stepped on his feet the whole match. Like, I want to see more hands thrown. Even wrestling. Like, get on the ground, wrestle. Do it, a couple attempts at submissions and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. But that Uriah Hall and Weidman, that's going to be a nice fight, too. Yeah, that'd be, that, who won the first one of that one? Uh, Weidman did. Weidman did? Yeah. Mm, damn, that is... Uh, so, it's for a title, Hall? too. Damn. This, that one's for... No, that one can't Not be Not this one, no. Oh, okay. The but one the 10 last, years the ago, yeah. This one was for a title. All right, I'm cool with that. I'm excited to watch it, though, man. I, oh, yeah. The UFC cards just have been getting better and better mm-hmm. and better. But I will stand by this, and really until I'm proven differently, I don't care what no one says. The early prelims and the prelims, outside of the hype of the fight, yes, those fights are the best ones For every sure. Time. Them, them, them dudes are in there trying to make a name for themselves. themselves. That's what and I'm that's saying. what people man. yearn for. Watching people fight though is like yeah. people who's really in there for a reason, not because I saw you on TV for six months talking junk about this dude just to get us into your little storyline. Mm-hmm. Knowing as soon as well, good and dang well, as soon as those cameras are off, <laughs> they probably taking a plane together somewhere. There's a fight. Hey, you the- got that cigar, bro? Light yeah. it up, man. We just we, we just made twenty k just off of showing up to a building and eating some pizza. There's a fight on the uh, prelims if. Anyone's interested with uh, Alex Oliveira and the, uh, I want to say his name's uh, Brown. Brown, Randy Brown. That Randy one's going to be 
a nice one for the prelims. I, I just love watching the prelim ones too because it's like before everything gets going, it's like and, and you're it watching you so it and high. you're not really expecting anything to go down. It's one that'll and get you get some of the best seat. knockouts, man. It's like, dang, bro. So UFC two sixty one. So glad to finally have a full house in front of these guys. That's going to be really exciting. At least that could be different for Masvidal too because when he fought, the crowd behind you. Yeah. Cause they were, he's, were they on Fight Island? Was that the no, first fight? There no, was, there was no crowd. I know, but Fight Island... Oh, Fight Island did have a little bit of capacity, but still not much, though, I don't it think. It wasn't like it was when uh, Masvidal got that flying knee in, fifth, what, five, six Ooh. seconds? Five. Mm. It was a packed crowd, so... So that really could... I mean, sports in general, how much does the crowd mean to the home team? Absolutely I've heard I've heard mixed... Feelings on this one. Some they what love it. Answer? Some they don't. Like I, I think I've heard some fighters lie. like they love it. No, not just fighters. Oh, oh you're, sports. Oh, well in then general. if you're saying sports yeah. in general, yeah, I think fighting just... is actually one of the least needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to feed off the crowd, I feel bad for you because you were sitting in there by yourself. You didn't have no crowd mm -hmm. pumping you up while you're working out to take this guy on. Yeah. And yes, in pro sports, you don't have a crowd in there with you when you're practicing, but you're not playing a game one or two or three times a year. Mm -mm. You're playing, you know, 80 games, could be 16 in the NFL, 17 now. What you got, Terry? It makes a difference to me. It makes a difference because we're comparing a team sport, having home field advantage for a team sport versus a crowd, you know, for just one single fighter. It's just me and you in that one single fight. But in, in a team sport, you got a team of 11 men versus another 11 men. We go to basketball, we got five men versus five men. We're talking about a crowd in that sense. That's something different. When you're talking about a crowd for a team or a crowd for one person and another person. So... Which sport do you think the crowd is most important? Football. Oh. College football, NFL football. NFL football. I say basketball. Ooh, basketball game. I say college. basketball, and I would even say college basketball in a sense. Them college atmospheres are Oh, ridiculous. okay, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. And that's something that they didn't have in the March Madness this year. I don't think it means a ton in baseball because depending no. on the franchise that's playing which franchise, sometimes the away team could actually have more fans <laughs> that's crazy. in the stands than the home team does. I think college football is huge as far as what the fans can do for you. I think college basketball is as well. So I would put the college sports mm -hmm. up there at the top. I was getting ready to say, yeah. And then NBA... <clears throat> I don't. I would probably go NFL and then NBA. Actually, I would go NHL, then NFL, and then NBA. That's mm. how I would rank it. Any differences? I would just say NFL only because of the crowd noise when you're trying to communicate with yeah. each other. But Ooh, yes. It makes it really tough. But, but I think about it in hockey when the fans are being really loud and raucous and banging on that. That's the only sport where glass, you can yeah. bang on the glass like that. And the coach is saying, line one, line two, line three. Yeah. Like, because that's how they get in and yeah. out, their substitutions. I think the vibe means more in basketball than in football, though, because... But I don't know how much it affects, is my thing. Yeah, well, yeah, we're none of us are professional athletes. Right. I don't... I feel like a lot of players probably thrive on the negative energy just as much as the positive energy. Did the mental of aspect of sports in and of itself, is just absolutely insane. Like, especially in baseball, but anything. Like, in football, you go out and you throw an interception. And if you're thinking about that interception by the time you come out for your next drive... Oh, ooh. it's going to be a bad... <laughs> it's either going to be a bad drive or another interception. That too, yeah. you got to get it out of your head. Baseball, yeah. you're having a great night if you go one for three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's enough said in and of itself. Golf, let's not even talk about that. <laughs> to hit three shots a row... <laughs> yeah, if you're Three worried about that row, hit four, crazy. four holes ago, you're in trouble. I think hockey has probably got the easiest short-term memory just because it's happening so fast. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It goes so fast, and then it's like the amount of people that has to buy in. 
the amount of people that you got to buy in. Five, what, what is it? Five or six people on a hockey team to buy in? Well, five people on the ice, or six people on the ice, five skaters, one goalie, three forwards, two defensemen, one goalie. Okay. So, basically, you know what I'm saying? Six people to buy in. And then it's also thinking about with football, 11 people to buy in. And also, you got. I look at the quarterback like the quarterback is the nucleus of the whole system. The quarterback, everything's going to start. Everybody's got to know the same play. And a that play too. is most crucial in football beyond any sports. A play could break down in basketball and it could still work mm-hmm. to get a basket. Absolutely. A play could break down in hockey because honestly, you don't really have that many plays in hockey as much as you do just like formations of what you want to do kind of like how defense is in basketball 2-3 three, three, two, or 2-2-1 two, two, whatever you want to go that's kind of how hockey is set up and you do have cer- certain cycles and stuff that you want to get into but in football the crowd gets going before and after the plays quarterbacks got to get all other 10 guys on the same page he's got to get the same play and it's all how does the play come out we're not showing you a picture. The picture better come up in your memory because you studied mm-hmm. the playbook. So then I've got to, and if one of my receivers does the wrong route and I decide to throw to that receiver, mm-hmm. what happens? Almost all the time, an interception or an incomplete pass or whatever. So I agree with you there, Terry. Like football, pre-snap is the hardest sport to get all of your team on the same page. Agree, man. <laughs> And that's, that's what I like. And it's also, also thinking about this. With pre-snap to get your line, because we got to go into we gotta go into a place where, okay, you can't commit too many false starts. That's why I look at teams like the Green Bay Packers, how Aaron Rodgers does what he does, and he gets you to jump off sides. And we were one of the, the team with the least false starts throughout, you know, the 2020 season. And that's that's difficult because not just me trying to get the defense to make a mistake. I'm trying not to get my line to make a mistake with a false start. That's very difficult in my eyes also thinking about that. As far as being mentally tough, though, what's the hardest sport? I would say basketball. Like, just in the right... Like, I know fan noise is one thing, but Ooh. as far as how close you are say, to that noise, oh, I feel like basketball That's why I was saying Oh, mentally yeah. tough with the fans? It's just, like, being or so mentally close tough. and you're just... Yeah, with the fans. With the okay, crowd with noise. with the fans. With I don't the think home, that it's... Uh, court, I don't field. think that there's really anything close to... That's why I was leaning NBA more towards basketball. basketball because it's almost more of a personal... You're yeah. right there. Right. You go sit on the bench. You got a guy right behind you that can the tap whole on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that in part, football, at least you got like what, 10, yeah. 15 feet in Depending a sense. Depending on the year that well, you're yeah, talking about. If you go to yeah. 2019, they're right up on you. You go to 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you might basketball, not even have they're right there in your face. Could you like, imagine going, like as a professional athlete, going from seeing fans everywhere in the stands and, oh, you sucker, hey, love you, come sign my whatever, to looking up and just be like, what are we even doing right now? Cardboard cutouts. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, do you think some of them were, or do you think their mind just got straight? But it's like, at some point, as a professional, you've come to expect people to look at you, but you almost, like, want it to happen. You know, like want some feed off of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the great ones, I feel like do. I think the great ones, because you. Well, I think the great ones strive to be great so much that they become great, and then it's like this extra feed off. Like with you got Kobe, but I don't think that the crowd makes them great. You got no. You know, well, I mean, but like trash talkers within the players. When if you go to step to trash talk Jordan or Kobe, mm-hmm. they're like, Shadow all right, Chosinko, all right, Shadow Chosinko, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. That was a good trash talker right there. He would smoke you off the mm-hmm. line, son, and then tell you about it. You know what I want to tell you guys? It's time for a smoke break. Smoke break. Terry Ross, Juice Man. We about to get into some Terry Talks. 
The first thing I really want to touch on is Justin Fields. Justin Fields dealing with the fact that he has epilepsy. That may drop him in the draft, but at the same time, I dealt with epilepsy myself from the age of two to about 17. Damn, I, I had no idea. Yeah, man, I had it. And my first uh, seizure when I was two years old, and then it came back around the age of 11. And it was tough, man, dealing with it from 11 to about 17 because of the fact that my medicine made it hard for me to really understand and digest information and remember it. So my grades started to drop. I went from an uh, A-B student to going into high school and then I turned into a C to a D student. And it got kind of difficult, man. To, even to this day, I still remember my medication. Trileptol, Depakote, and Topamax, man. So with you yeah. dealing with it firsthand, you feel like it, it could drop his dra uh, draft stock? Possibly. Possibly it may. It may. Even though we never had or he never had a seizure during the game or anything like that, but I am kind of, I want to keep keep it out of my head, really, because I'm an optimist. When's the last time you had a seizure? Uh, 17 was my last seizure. And, and how did you get off the medication? I prayed to God. I gave it to God. Mm. And that's when God really shows up in your life, at least shows up at a value that seems like it could be really face value because of the fact that I told him, I said, I'm going to give it up to you. And I stopped taking my medication. It was the summer of high school. It was me going from my sophomore year to my junior year. And at that point, man, I was just done. That's where God likes to really show up really to you. When you're back against the wall, when you're in the when dark. When God's your last option. Almost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. That was real, faith. Though. Just That's why I, I'm so glad that you kind of brought this up because not a lot of people um, can really speak on epilepsy from a personal experience. But like you said, he's never had anything in in a game affect him or practice or yeah. any real football activity. A lot of his family has actually been epile epileptic and then by the time they get into their 20s, they kind of outgrow it. Um, so that could be the case for Justin Fields. I really don't think that it will affect his draft stock that immensely, especially if it's a team like, if the San Francisco 49ers are taking, it's pretty much down to Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Who are they going with? Well, if they go with any one of those guys, Jimmy G is still more than likely going to be the starter when it comes around. So I think that's even better for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Really, any yeah. three of those quarterbacks, because you go to Trey Lance, his last outing that he had as a college football player was not conducive to his draft stock, and he only had one game last year before they just, North Dakota State, canceled their year. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones, he needs to be sitting behind somebody, in my opinion, because the way that you Florida State fans earlier when we were talking about Jameis Winston was like, oh, well, it was the talent of the 2013 Florida State Seminole team that really helped Jameis get to the area that he was, which I do kind of disagree with because of the years prior I, I to I disagree with that, too. You said it, so... No, no, I, I, I like Jameis. I think Jameis was incredible in college. I'm saying once he got to the pros, that's when I was speaking of that... Or okay. at least that's well, what I was trying your to. Your fellow Florida Stadians, they were saying that it could have been more on the talent that was at Florida State at the time rather than necessarily the talent that was inside of Jameis Winston, which that's what I'm getting at, though, is I'm drawing the comparison of could that be Mac Jones? Look at the talent that he had around him Ooh, last year, and he looked yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Possibility. I would say Mac Jones had... Just as much talent. If not more. Yeah, if not more. For sure. I would sure. say the offensive line was way better than what James did. I mean, you, you guys had a great offensive line, but Landon Dickerson from, transferred from Florida State and yeah. was great. He transferred for an injury, right? Because of an injury. 
You know, honestly, no. I, was I, he not? I'm not. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm saying honestly, I I don't <laughs> no, know exactly why. No, he got injured why. at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. He got injured okay, at so Alabama in um, the I'm game thinking. against uh, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I I'm for the players sitting sitting a year taking notes, like especially quarterback. For sure. What yeah. position like, do you think is the hardest to come into the NFL as a rookie and like be grade A? What do you I think is the that. hardest to be a quarterback? A, a quarterback or a DB? The hardest. DB's that's a, what about that's, offensive line? Uh, it's between <laughs> for me. It's between quarterback, DB, and receiver. See, I wouldn't say I receiver. Think receiver. Receivers have been going off as mm-hmm. rookies lately. Yes. Maybe back in the day, lately. but I think that receivers nowadays they're afforded so much more opportunity than almost any other position outside of quarterback because of seven on sevens and stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? So like, when they decide they're going to be a receiver. They've pretty much, outside of becoming a cornerback or defensive back because they just didn't have the hands to be at that position, they're going to be a receiver. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they're they developing from, like, these days, like, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Offensive now, linemen, though, that's a little bit tougher. And I think once you get to the league and you're playing against defensive linemen, like, in, in college, Four games out of your 12, you're probably going to be playing against, unless you're a sorry offensive lineman, but if you're like a high draft recruit and you're in college, normally you're playing against other defensive linemen, edge rushers that are not superior to you. Subpar. Subpar (laughs) to you. They are subpar to you. Yeah. When you get to the NFL, though, all of a sudden it's a... Everybody's coming at you. And there's totally (laughs) different schemes that you've got to be worried about because these guys know it. You can name all five right now that'll take your head off. Like I mean, if your name's not Quentin Nelson, like what other young linemen come in and look at Isaiah Wilson last year. He's I'm just saying, he's okay, the worst pick in the draft last year. I'm just saying it's not like that for everyone. You remember well, that's Bre- every position. No. You remember that's I, I, every position. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just but saying. That's every position. Like, but go ahead. I'm just saying. Just I'm, certain I'm things just with being a receiver, going from a uh, to your uh, what is it, your sophomore year in come college. Come on, you're gonna and still you, come at me. Or you're gonna tell me that receiver. Go. I why am I sound like still Stephen debating a. Smith? the receiver thing? Come on. What? I can't uh, listen to that. I might as well be Stephen A. Smith and baby Stephen A. Smith sitting here arguing against myself. Today. Are you still debating that receiver is hard? Yeah, I think. No, no, I said, I said, it's nope. either one of the three. I said, it's either no, it's not in the top three. DB it's not in the top receiver. three. It's not in the top three. I'm sorry. Bro, I'm sorry. It's harder to be a, a rookie kicker than it is to be a rookie wide receiver. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. The only thing you okay. have to worry about is. How okay, we can say that now. Which direction? We can say that now, but you gotta act like you ain't never seen a Braylon Edwards be great in college and then go to the NFL and just be trash. I would argue it that Braylon Edwards almost. Braylon Edwards uh, just steadily declined from his first. What so was is, is he first year? Elliot? So what are That's we gonna say? Boy. Running backs are hard. <laughs> Or run, running yeah, back. Yeah, you going to say that position? too? Is running back position in the top three too? On, no. Oh, y'all both of y'all think. Okay, let me but tell I'm you. Saying, both of y'all are dead on that because Zeke Elliott got four. Okay, he's played five well, seasons. Bro. And three of those you're seasons are a thousand yard seasons. Y'all yeah, think. But, but like, you're giving me one example in Braylon Edwards where. And I'm. T- like, I would say that. All right, who does a wide receiver have to go up against? A cornerback or a defensive back? I would say that cornerbacks, DBs in general, defensive back, safety, cornerback, is harder to come into the NFL oh, than a wide receiver. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. Now I understand. It's, right, but so check me out then. If that's harder, then wide receivers have an easier time of getting acclimated against DBs in general. Okay, so that, my, would be, that would negate now, wide now receivers. My, because okay, you can now, have... Okay, now I see what you guys are saying. Because you can have like, a physical innovation. Attributes. Because innovation right now, innovation for receivers, innovation to be a receiver, they are just getting better. Most, D-back, most DBs are failed receivers. So they learned the game at the receiver position and flipped the side because their hands just weren't good enough to get there. Because most guys in high school, if they're playing DB, unless they're at a big... What five six A type school? 
they're playing receiver too. Bro, I know my high school team, Understood. and this is not the status quo or whatever, but we had like 23 players. So damn near every single one of us was playing both sides of the ball. Mm. Shout out Eagles Nest. <laughs> and our yeah. cornerbacks really picking on receivers the way they were. Back in the day, and even oh, no. just like Hell five, no, because no. you get a penalty for it. No, they're not even hand checking. Corners, corners, corners aren't getting physical like they used to, bro. They can't. That's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a bigger problem. They, that they, they, can't. they try. So there's the advantage so for, you got for the yards. receivers there too. If you want to press on me, you got five yards. I, I, I get what y'all saying. Like it used to be more. But now, if I want to put my hands on you, I got five yards. But you to put take my hands a fast, you. strong receiver, and a fa- and he's got the advantage over a fast, strong DB. A DB has to know the deep. Like if you got speed on a receiver, you're gone. You can outrun somebody and catch the ball. Yeah. On yeah, DB, I, you got to know. You got to know coverage. You got to know how to tackle. Like now, now I get what you all guys are coming from. Now I say, so offensive line, you got to know schemes. You got to know stunts. Like mm-hmm. all That's of a sudden, the the defensive tackle decides, I'm going right, <laughs> and this guy's going left, and we're gonna hit a stunt on him. And then you, rookie to the NFL. Root for this guy, <laughs> and next thing you know, Andrew Luck's retiring, bro. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I love that would hurt. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. My apologies. Now I see what you're saying. Sorry, Which you one is like? I apologize. Just nah. recognize when we're being real. You feel me? Agreed. <laughs> Y'all changed my mind, too, because at the beginning, I'm like, well, maybe O-line would be one of the easier things to come into. But then you think about it, and it's like, as an O-lineman, if you're weak, they're yeah, coming at you. We're gonna come at you. Grown ass men. But same way with yeah. defensive back. But same way with defensive yeah, back. Yeah, these receivers are freak you, you can't expose a receiver, right? Like, not saying you can't expose him, but you could be like, I'm gonna cover him a little bit more or a little bit less loose this time because it's like he ain't been catching. His hands ain't been good. But like, you can't leave him wide open because then you get exposed. But as a defensive back, a cornerback or a safety. You make one wrong move. Say a dude hits a little Juke fake curl, something. and then he hits the fly on you, and you bit on the curl. All of a sudden, he's taking it to the house. Yeah. As you see count. what I'm saying? Wide receiver, though. The consequences are a lot. What? A lot quarterback, <laughs> I mean, but but who could prey on you as a quarterback? So what positions are the most preyed upon? Offensive line? Like, where are your mistakes most noticeable? Not to the fan, but to the mm. coaches watching the team. Damn. Now we go offensive line yeah. DB. Like, okay. that type DB. of shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're a sad I'm, DB, you're the, the quarterback's going to pick on you. He's coming hey, away every... I ain't even know why. Yeah. Coach hey. hits him with the play. They call the play, <laughs> and they're like... And then the quarterback's like, all right, this is the best route. I'm hot routing you, and then we'll get to the line. We see what we got. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know that the offenses as a whole, especially, like, who does a DB talk with to be like, help me here? Yeah. Because everybody is focused on their, their individual job. jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now of course, you do have pre, pre-snap pre talk where DB will look over and be like, hey, yo, shade right, shade left, yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You'll make some little hot reads. I know. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hard, I'm bro. just saying. Uh, That's why a quarterback is almost re- I'm not even relying not. on the offensive the line, of the, the team, receivers, bro. the, the running back to block. Like, yeah. but then you're a run-heavy team. Yeah. What, the, what is the quarterback? Yeah. In fact, most rookie quarterbacks do better when great offensive line, yeah. good running back. That's why I think that this could be the best year we've ever seen from Carson Wentz. I hope not. Oh, I hope so. I know you hope <laughs> so, but I'm saying because, look, now he's finally got an offensive line. Not oh. only is he athletic, let's be real about it. I'm not a Carson Wentz lover. I'm actually, like, I just think he gets injured so much. But why yeah. does he get injured so much? To be honest, he has a I bad offensive mean. line. Now he's got a great offensive line. He's got two great running backs. Receiving core, a little shabby. T.Y. Yeah, Hilton, but T.Y. Hilton is not a marquee receiver no more. Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. But let me argue with T.Y. With T. real quick. He took less money... To stay. No, I'm not saying. And I'm saying, I'm he, saying last he's not year, Mark Rivers but I'm saying, couldn't get the ball. The ball Watch out. I'm telling but you, I'm still Ghost saying is about that to be I don't in the think, building. I think T.Y. Hill is going to have a better year oh, yeah. than what he had. But he's going to be back to the Andrew Hill, Luck numbers. I don't think. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't think T.Y. is what T.Y. was. I think we'll he's see. had a lot of injuries in between there. I think he has. Yeah. 
Honestly, as a defensive coordinator in the NFL, if you play man more than 40 to 50 times a game, or even like that, if you're playing man 40 to 50 times a game, man, I just feel like you are flexing. Because, like, number one, I got probably a top 10, all, you know what I'm saying, top 10 right now corner in the game. I didn't say anything about. No, no, I thought it was when yeah. the conversation was talking about DDs. Well, I know, but we didn't. Have, we never did like discuss what the coverage would or wouldn't be. It was just more or less like the likelihood no, of you getting. No, I was just. It was just commenting. Yeah, like, me, me, me just commenting. Yeah. Like I feel like as a defensive coordinator, if I'm playing man forty to fifty times a game, I feel like I'm flexing on you. I feel like the Rams had Jalen Rams, and Rams could honestly flex. Play man, you know what I'm saying? 50 on one side of the field, though. Yeah, yeah, one side of the field. One side of the field. I'm saying. So like, like you could be great having this cornerback, DB, safety, whatever, like doing great things for you, and yeah, that side of the field is locked down, and we're gonna eat this side up like some dogs. And speaking of dogs, bro, we're gonna have so much more to talk about. Uh, I'll tell you what. One thing: the time machine is not happening this week. So we'll we'll bring that to next week's episode. Next week, we got a good one for you. It's halfway prepared, but right now, the rest of Terry Talk, what do you got for us? Mm. I really don't got too much. No, um, you do. You have... So we'll cut this Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting now. Dogs. My bad. The dogs. dogs. My bad. Okay, like right now for Terry Talks, I got something also different. I got dogs. What dog would you want to hold down the fort? Would you want a pit bull? Would you want a Rottweiler? Would you want a cane cor- torso? Cane corso. Oh, cane corso. My bad. My bad. A cane torso would be like <laughs> a really skinny person. <laughs> <laughs> would you want a cane corso or would you want a German Shepherd? Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Change it up just a little bit, but in the right way. You change it up in the right way. All right, for me, I'm going to tell you that, like, I I feel like a lot of people look at the dog first, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, like, where they make their initial decision. Am I fucking with it or am I not? (laughs) That could be a problem. Right, exactly. Now, Now, to be real, you see any four of those dogs in that, you're going to be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, my aunt and uncle, they used to live with us when we lived in St. Pete, and they had a German Shepherd, and it was in its pen, about to eat, I walked inside of the cage with my Aunt Selena, next thing I know, I've got a German Shepherd, I'm with the owner of the dog, and it is literally, like, scratching the shit out of my back, and... So, I, you know, I'm not a big... I love German Shepherds. I think they're great dogs. But I'm saying I, I know that people aren't going to be wanting to mess around with German Shepherds. But I got to <clears> say, to keep it quick, because I know we only got a little bit left before I got to get my tail to bed because I got to wake up and go produce a morning show in the morning. Uh, I got to say the King Corso because that thing just looks G, bro. Yeah, King Corso. Mm, it's a tough. It's hard. It's hard for me. I I want to say rot. Second up. I want to say rot, but then I want to say pits. I I mean I've had a rot, so I guess I'll go with that. Just just because I, I, I mean, know that they're are, protective dogs. To me, they rot's will, number two, bro. They will. Yes. Grow, and they know like they're they're loyal as hell. That pit bull number three for me. What you got, Barlow? I've never been around any of the other breeds, but I mean, I've been around so many pit bulls that were the nicest dogs, but like I would trust them with my life. So just off of my experience, I gotta go with pits. They're like, bro, they're so great. Like, they get they a get bad name, a bad man. They do get a bad name. Yeah, but we're we're talking about someone who you want to have a bad Yeah, but rap. I'm saying when a lot of people don't want it because they're not good around kids or. They, they attack saying, other but all animals of these dogs, and stuff. The thing like, about it is, and this is any animal, anything outside of maybe wild animals that was born in the wild, you tried to domesticate and didn't. If you do what you're supposed to do as the owner of that animal and raise it in a way, then a lot of that frivolousness, I'm not saying that a, a switch can't turn, but a lot of it goes out the window yeah. because it knows how to act. Yeah, I think that's all it comes down to with any breed of any animal. So you got a pit bull, 
because I've been around some great yeah. ones. They yeah. were so sweet, but mm-hmm. I would but trust I, them with my like yeah, if I needed yeah. them for sure. All you gotta but, do is say a certain word, you and know. all of a sudden you got DMX coming out of a dog. <laughs> yeah, shout out R.I.P. DMX. I'm rocking with the pits. I got, got the, the rots. Pit. You got the rots. I'm going with the cane corso. Terry, what you going with? When I look at it. I look at, I watch the movies and then I watch the dogs guarding the house. The dogs that I've seen guarding mansions, <laughs> it would be a King Corso. <laughs> or maybe a Rottweiler is, you know, number so two. So Rottweiler is number two, but Dane Corso. Yeah. Man. Dane Corso, numero uno. So that makes two votes for Dane Corso, Ronnie. Rottweiler, Pitbull. Pitbull. Yep. That's beautiful. And I got to get, my number two is going to be German Shepherd. Pitbull's got the heart of the streets. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Next week, y'all, on Thursday is the first round of the NFL draft. We record our podcast on Wednesday. So Wednesday, I'm going to try to pull double duty. Normally, I go back and do post-production on the podcast on Thursday. Me and Alex and whoever else wants to help out on it, do it. But next week, we're going to try to double up, record the podcast, and then produce it and set it free. Wednesday so that we can have it out before the NFL draft and that's look our last podcast probably got like 10 listens but the other one's been having some good ones I messed up on the production of the last one we're gonna do better on this one it is what it is we don't do this for the listens we hope that you listen we hope that you enjoy but we do this because we love it it's an experience and a vibe and a vibe come on oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> so next week, we're going to be talking about the draft. We're going to talk about what should actually qualify you to be the MVP, the most valuable player of the National Basketball Association. Mm. But for now, it's time to bid you adieu. <laughs> so, I'm David Hayes. Deco. Terry Ross Juice, man. It's Barlow. Mr. Fuck them if they ungrateful. Hey. Hey. hey! That's what we are. Hey! Been on that train. That's what we do. Later from the Lizzie Lodge. Peace! <laughs>